0: What's up everybody, happy Friday, welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, I'm Will Brinson, I'm your host, it is Masters Friday, which means that while you're listening, once you get done listening to this podcast, you might want to watch some golf, and if you want to do that, there's no better place to do it than on the CBS Sports app, or on CBSSports.com, we are loaded to bear, we have, you want to hear the birds chirp, you want to hear Jim Nance layer that sweet soft velvet through your television, a tradition like no other, you can watch 72 plus hours of live streaming coverage on the CBS Sports app or CBSSports.com. We have the featured groups, Amen Corner stream, and coverage of holes 15 and 16, 100 free. Just download the app or on your phone, tablet, whatever it is, or visit CBSSports.com/slash Masters First Cut. That's Masters First Cut. Go there now. Watch it for free. And while you're there, make sure and check out Kyle Porter, our pal, on CBS Sports HQ, our free 24-7 streaming sports network. He's reporting live from Augusta National all week long. I'm not jealous at all. People say, Will, you've got a great job. I say, no, Kyle Porter's got a great job. He gets to play golf at Augusta. You know who else used to be a golf writer back in the day? Ryan Wilson. Used to be a golf editor and writer at fanhouse.com. I don't know why you
1: golf better. Yeah, it all came together. The, the high point of my golf writing career was 2008 U.S. Open. Me, you, our boy Shane Bacon, we're all in the live blocks. Steph Stradley. I mean, that is 11 years ago. I mean,
0: Shane Bacon is like the like the lead, like the like the second chair behind Joe Buck for the for the Fox's U.S. Open coverage. If Joe Buck, I, if Joe Buck, be
1: on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I, mean, I, just-
2: <laughs> I was a freshman in high school in 2008.
0: That is Sean Wagner McGuff. In case you were wondering who it might be. And, of course, John Breach joining us as well on this Super Friends edition. I was covering high school golf in Atlanta in 2008.
3: That's exciting. Is that true? That is true. Was that a fact?
1: 2008, now doing well on the tour?
3: Uh, No. A couple basketball players made it to the NBA. A couple football players made the NFL. I do not think I covered any golfers that are now on the PGA Tour.
0: The 2008 U.S. Open, by the way, I mean, just to throw it back a little bit, not to make this a golf podcast for the second day in a row, but uh, well. that was, of course, the extra uh, 18-hole thing between Tiger Woods and Rocco Media, where they had to play on Monday. And I was and Tiger's knee was Tiger, up. Dude. He had a he his ACL and he won the freaking us open on a torn ACL. I remember live blogging that for my dad's law office where I was working while also working at fan house. Uh, and the, the, the numbers were crazy back in the day when you talk about, um, you know, when you talk about live blog stuff, like this, like everybody live blogs everything now. This is not, like live blogs were not a big deal. This thing blew the bleep up. That was an incredible time to be alive. I also remember, just as a, you know, as an aside, that, because I remember doing it my dad at the same law office, Robertson Hayworth, and Reese in High Point. Shout out to all my folks there. The very first interview I ever did as a sports reporter, Randy Kim, our old boss, handed me the opportunity to interview this young budding NBA star named Dwayne Wade. First one I ever did. Did it for a Gatorade thing, and uh, I, thought I was
1: you were going to say the time you um, accosted John Daly at the Hooters, and he didn't want to talk to you.
0: I. That is a false accusation. That's not how that played <laughs> out. Thank you.
1: That's pretty close to what happened, wasn't it?
0: No, I got a picture with him. What are you talking about?
1: He wasn't smiling in that picture. her. you know where that
3: U.S. True. Open was played? La Jolla, California. Torrey that Pines. is where I proposed, and this weekend's my one-year anniversary, so I thought I would just spit all that out Whoa. so that my wife gets excited about a shout-out on the podcast. Yeah. Rich on
1: the 18th green proposing in the middle, in between groups coming through.
0: <laughs> you proposed at Torrey Pines or just in the city? No, we had Jolla, to do it so, not not so, so they Torrey could get a blog Pines, out of it. Right, so. Come on! Do you yeah. think I went to a golf course and drove her around in a golf cart and wrecked it? You're
1: you're on the uh, in the snack
0: cart. Then then preacher the story He's like you won't believe how this yeah, exactly. one golfer proposed at, at a four he's creating his own content. Or it's like Tiger Woods ACL call you won't believe how this golfer proposed.
3: I feel like in Happy Gilmore when uh, the dude ran
0: down um, with a golf cart. I won't talk about the Masters action. It is interesting. It's been exciting. Uh, the big dogs are just teeing off as we're recording this. We're actually recording it fairly early in the day. Uh, instead, we're going to do a little, you could call it a little foursome action. We got a little foursome here. Would this be your dream, foursome, to play golf with, Ryan? It's no. not its not a sexual phrase, Sean. You don't have to make that face. You don't want it's to play. G-
2: no, you don't want to play golf with me. Are you I'm, bad? I'm yeah. Uh, I mean, I've never had a golf lesson in my life. I've played, like, par three courses with my friends. Um but we're all terrible.
0: I might take my, I, I might take Robbie out and play a part three course this afternoon.
2: Tough life, you got Hard there. working. I'm, I'm good
0: good at at putt taking going to take care of a kid. You know it would be better is going and drinking beer and watching golf. But you know what? I got to be a dad. Or working. Either way. Got to go golf instead. You I'm know. literally working work right like now. Big sacrifice. I got to write a podcast post too. Anyway, let's get to this. Uh, we're going to go through the divisions. We'll try and get these done by the time the draft uh, figures out. But we're going to play prospect matchmaker, and we're gonna look at the four teams in the AFC East today and decide who is a best fit for that team in their first, you know, the first uh, first round pick. Of course, this will incorporate what needs they have, what prospects might make sense with their culture, with their roster, et cetera, et cetera. Would you like to start alphabetically, or should we start in the draft order, or should we start Probably in three- the draft order? Okay, fine. Don't be a jerk, Sean. We'll start in the draft order in the AFC East, which leads us to Mr. John Breach, who has, you are Mike McCagnin. You are Big Mac, John Breach. You need to find the perfect match for your roster.
3: Well, I feel like I've hit a few home runs uh, this offseason, so I'm pretty proud of myself, even though my team hasn't been good the last few years.
0: You you, you accidentally drafted Sam Darnold and you spent a bunch of money on C.J. Mosley and Le'Veon Bell. Great job, Mac.
3: Thank you. Thank you. I always appreciate the compliments. But that's the thing (laughs) is they're building their defense. They have C.J. Mosley. And I think, look, I am picking up my cell phone. I am making 90 calls a day trying to get out of the third slot. I don't want that pick at all. If I'm stuck holding on to it, obviously you go defense. You look at Josh Allen. You look at Quinnen Williams. I think those are your two best bets, and obviously if you're the third pick, one of those two guys is going to be available because we're going to assume at least one quarterback is going to be taking the top three. I mean, that would be the shock of the draft if there are no quarterbacks in the top three picks. But that being said, I do not want to be picking third. I am literally begging people to trade down. Uh, I want to grab an offensive lineman. So, yes, there's two guys I'm targeting, but I want to trade down. So you guys listening, you're the other imaginary GMs, call me. You got my number. Call me. Um, Sean, you call me I threw first your number
1: away. But uh, <laughs> Rich is actually right they, The giant, the Jets do want to trade down And it looks like they want to get an offensive lineman And also, don't forget, last year they traded up to number three Gave up their second round pick as part of the deal To get Sam Darnold So they'd probably like to get that second round pick back And then get more draft picks that we can make fun of
0: I think the Jets would be willing to move Like 10 or 12 spots down for an extra second round pick That's how They know this is yeah. a deep draft uh, They know that they need you know the ability to to slide down a little bit And so um, do you guys think they should do that? Do you think what they're
2: doing is smart? Like, would yeah. you, you... You would rather... Yeah,
1: if you want an offensive lineman and you move down 10 spots like Brenson proposed, there'll be an offensive lineman there that can help you immediately. Well, do you, you know. think
2: they're right in valuing an offensive lineman over, like, Josh Allen?
1: Yeah, I think it's half dozen. I mean, I think it starts with protecting Sam Darnold, who took a whooping last year. And so you can have an edge rusher, but... If we're doing, we haven't done wins over Wilson in a while, but I think in terms of the Jets, <laughs> I think that off the Somebody line, created a,
0: a wins over Wilson Twitter account, by the way.
1: There are two of them, I think. Yeah, yeah. a
0: terrifying photo, too. Yeah. <laughs> is it Wilson or is it like a. It's
2: a Wilson with his eyes really wide. I don't know where it's from.
3: Oh, yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, since uh, the general manager, Darnold, didn't even last the whole season. I want an offensive lineman. Don't fight me or I'll fight you.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's right. I think in terms of breaches pretend uh, GM and wins over Wilson, it makes more sense for an offensive lineman. And you can get an edge rusher. Um, You may not be able to get, uh, you won't get Josh Allen, obviously, if you happen to get that second round pick and and maybe they're okay with that. But I think, Offensive of line makes more sense in the immediate term for the Jets. I,
3: I, think, I would but, like to say real quick yeah, here sure. in the Jets draft room, wins over Wilson is the only stat we use. We <laughs> that win explains it. a lot.
1: Doesn't help the branding, breach.
0: I think the problem is like can't you like Big Mac's going to be in there on the? Uh, he's going to be in there to the draft day. Like John, like he's like resetting his phone every 15 minutes. He's like, I, I maybe the service is just bad. Like we're not getting any calls here. No <laughs> one is. No one is calling us about uh, about uh, about about all these draft picks. I think if you are the Jets, the, I think the problem is I'm not sure who's trading up. Yeah. Like,
1: Somebody falls in love with a quarterback. I guess. Or as Breach sort of hinted to, what if Kyler Murray falls? You, then things get crazy.
0: You need the Cardinals to go with Quentin Williams or Nick Bosa one. I mean, the good news for the Jets is, like, if you end up having to stay put, you're either going to be in a situation – or if you end up – like, if the Cardinals pass on Kyler Murray – then number three becomes very valuable and you can probably trade somebody can probably make a move to get ahead of the Raiders. If the Cardinals do go Kyler Murray and you can't work out a trade, just take Nick Bosa or Quinton Williams. Like don't overthink it. You can get a stud defensive lineman. Um Bosa probably has more upside. Quinn Williams uh I, I think there are a lot of people who think Quentin Williams might be the best player in this draft.
1: Yeah, I would take Williams over Bosa, I think.
0: And I think if you added like if when you look Although, at Although,
1: quickly, let me ask you this, Brenton. Yeah. Um sort of mixing in some NFL news. What do you think about Nick Bosa deleting tweets that were mm. not, uh, I think they were politically motivated tweets that.
0: He called, he called, no, I mean, he straight up called Colin Kaepernick a clown and he supported uh, the president, Donald Trump, which is fine. He's the president of the United States of America. Tweets supporting him are fine. I would say that they aren't very popular on Twitter a lot of times, or it seems that way. Um, but the, the tweets that's, it just feels like there's a lot of dichotomy going both ways. I'm not going to really dive into it. I'm more of a uh, middle. The Trump. You can instructor. say the Trump
1: and the Kaepernick tweets aren't popular. Yeah, Are I,
0: I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Right. Probably poorly received Um, in some circles, maybe well received in others. At any rate, uh, he said he was worried he would go to San Francisco, which he considers a more liberal city, and that his tweets might not be well received. So he decided to delete them. Why did he announce that? I don't know. I I, I respect the honesty maybe the 49ers should go with uh, Josh Allen. Now, this hey, Sean, is one what of those times you, where, you,
3: wait, where honesty is not the best policy yeah. because the thing is everyone had forgotten about that. Like I remember when those tweets <laughs> were coming out two or three years ago, but I had not given that a second thought in probably a year. And now here he is bringing the subject back up or even talking about it. Just don't talk. Just let let it be dead, Nick. It's a horrible, horrible decision to let this become public again.
1: By the way, I got, I got an email earlier today from um, someone who was – of course, I deleted it. They, but they, what they were selling, it was a PR person, was um, uh, a company that will go through your social media accounts. <laughs> I got that
0: too. It. I actually oh. thought that was kind of a good pitch, honestly. Yeah, and I'm
1: just surprised that they just don't do that immediately once they sign a client. I don't know why every yeah. year. Like, we have
0: Sean, Sean, when you got hired by CBS, you were embarrassed and humiliated when people started retweeting your I love boobs. Um, tweets, right? Didn't that happen to you? Was that Mitchell Trubisky, Bears quarterback?
2: That was that. Uh, I believe that was. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say what he tweeted.
0: Uh, I don't think so. But they were involved. Uh, Breast. I
2: believe he loves kissing
0: something. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good. Wilson, you were going to ask. And that was a moment questions.
3: I was By that
0: By the way, by the way, we're on a current streak of. Uh, I think it's four. This unless it happens on this podcast, the streak will end. Four consecutive podcasts where I had to bleep somebody swearing out. Like, what the hell is going on right
2: here? Who been the target of the swearing? Well, you, you
0: swore at Ryan to kick well, somebody.
2: So Ryan was the target. That yes. The... Uh,
0: and then Brady Quinn went on a rant about uh, tipping people. and, um, and Oh, so I could God. see that. What was,
2: this? what was this tipping take? It
0: didn't make some people happy. Don't oh, God. T-
3: Probably yeah, that whole CNBC team. thing.
0: The guy said you should only tip on nah, the free tax number. We were talking about the Matt Kutcher stuff with golf. At any rate, Brady, Brady said, I've worked the crappy jobs. I'll say it. I've worked the jobs. And then so I decided to go back and bleep that. And then JLC, maybe it's just three out of four is what it is. JLC was like, um, he said GD and he's like, you have to bleep that. I was like, you don't have to bleep that. And then he said bat S. And I was like, you can't say that. He's like, you can't say, b-. I was like, no, you can't.
2: So you just, are going to have to bleep yourself now?
0: I'm just trying not to say it so I don't have to go back and Wilson, it. Wilson and I
3: pity-tipped a guy at the NFL Combine.
1: Oh, my God. Did you guys hear the story? <laughs>
0: what an elitist thing to say.
1: But here's – I mean, we went to uh, P.F. Chang's, and think of the, worst service, <laughs> thing of the now, worst service you've ever had. I've had know. it at P.F. Chang's. Actually. Wait, P. let me preface 50. this
3: story by saying that I used to work at P.F. Chang's back in the day, and I had said P.F. Chang's is hit or miss. You're either going to get really good service or just really crappy service, and as I'm, like, finishing my sentence, boom –
1: crappy service arrives and it was to the point that uh the coordinating producer andy heck was with us and 10 minutes into this crappy service he calls over the manager and says this is terrible this is unacceptable and the best part is he got comped while me and breach and, and dane our other producer had to pay full price
0: is it, so is it possible they're just scared of andy who is straight up jacked? no this
1: guy was could have been high and the <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was like 2 p.m. on He uh,
0: never brought out the
3: appetizers in case people are wondering what well, constitutes. Those came out after the main course, uh, which is an issue because it's just come out before the main course.
2: I, I went would to the PSA's launch like, I lunch, like 10 years ago. I was in high school, and they ran out of rice. But they didn't tell us. They kept on saying the rice is coming, the rice is coming, and they just never brought it. And then the manager comes at the end, and he's like, yeah, our rice machine broke. And for a party for sure. of five, they gave us one $10 coupon to split between the five of us, and we couldn't use it on that check. We had to use
1: it on <laughs> what? time. What? I should have gone back and bought $10 worth of rice.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, God, hopefully, P.F.
3: Chang's isn't sponsoring this podcast. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Apparently not. Um, but thing,
1: we get back on topic. Uh, I would just
0: like to point out – oh, sorry. Go ahead. You got something else you want to rant on about P.F. Chang's? Breach.
1: No, Breach worked at P.F. Chang's, and he quit because they wouldn't let him go to a Bengals game.
0: Is that true? <laughs> you quit that is that is true to tie it all back to the nfl you were like i need to go to this Bengals game was it was your dad playing no right you no did? this
3: is like 2005 this was in pittsburgh it was Maybe... in pittsburgh i was taking a weekend trip i had i'd only been there like three months and you you know you're if you're new in the service industry you're not supposed to be making requests yeah but i was i, I didn't make any requests for those three months because i was like i just want this one weekend off and so i made the request they scheduled me then <laughs> That week, and I was literally like, if you go to the game, you don't have a job anymore. And I was like, okay, well, then <laughs> I don't have out. a job
0: anymore. <laughs> um, and
1: luckily, the Steelers
0: won. Okay, so we go straight from P.F. Changs to the P.F. Changs of the NFL. What? The Buffalo Bills. I don't know. That seems like it fits. You are Buffalo Bills general manager Brandon Bean. You only took this job so you could work closely with noted William & Mary savant, Sean McDermott.
1: Yep, yep. So, ninth pick? They could go in any number of directions. This offseason, they got uh, Young and spry Frank Gore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Breach's old guy, Tyler Croft, tied in out of uh, Cincinnati. They signed Kevin Jones, the uh, former first-round pick out of the Texans. And they got a couple of wide receivers, um, John Brown, uh, Cole Beasley. So they, they had ta- um, tried to attack some of those needs. They still have a bunch. I mean, if they took a wide receiver, no one would be super surprised, maybe a little bit. But if they took someone like Ed Oliver, that would make sense. In the middle, Kyle Williams retired. But the scuttlebutt recently is that they're really, really, really interested in an offensive lineman for pretty much the same reasons we talked about with the Jets earlier. So number nine, I have them taking Andre Dillard out of Washington State. Wow. Go protect- Cougs. Guard- what?
2: I said go Cougs. I'm from go Washington.
1: Cougs, yeah, that's right. What? Great job protecting Gardner uh, Minshew and his mustache last season. Uh, what are you going to ask, Will?
0: Well, okay, so in this scenario, do you think that this is – so when we say prospect match, do you think this is a best fit for them? Um, it's a great, it's a great fit. Okay.
1: Now, Ed Oliver makes some sense, but, but for pretty much the same reason I gave with the Jets and Darnold, if you want to protect Josh Allen and keep him from running for his life, and they don't need a wide receiver immediately at number nine, I don't know who you would take that high anyway. I think you try to protect, um, Josh Allen, try to help with the running game, although, Dillard, uh, whether he's a great run blocker, we don't know because all he did was pass sets.
0: They don't pass in the air raid. (laughs) That's right, exactly.
1: But I I think um, he makes a lot of sense for for what they want to do. I mean, they could take uh, another offensive lineman, but I think I would trade down if if Jawan Taylor isn't there, and he probably won't be there. So it's Andre Dillard, and then after that, you're looking at Jonah Williams at Alabama, who's a good player but not a top-ten player, I don't think. And Cody Ford is a guy who was, who had a really good season in Oklahoma. But again, not a top 10 pick. But I think if you're thinking along the lines of of what the Jets want to do with their young quarterback, then taking an offensive lineman makes a ton of sense. And I would, I would like that pick a lot if I were Bills fans.
0: How many, uh, rushing attempts do you think that the Washington State Cougars had in 2018, Sean, from running backs? 13 games. A hundred. Okay, that's too low. Uh, I don't know why I asked you. It's not a question you would know. Um, you don't really study the game. It's fine. Uh, less than less than two hundred. <laughs> oh, wow. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Less than two hundred and twenty, which is really really low. James Williams led the way with one hundred and twenty-two. Yeah, I mean, the only the only issue I'd have is like, is Josh Allen going to stay in the pocket? Like if they get somebody, like if they get a pass protecting guy, I mean, like, you would like him to. <laughs> I mean, but is he actually going to do it, or is he going to keep being a running back?
1: By the way, quickly, um, he can't do. He can't be a running back. I mean, that's not just not going to work. But um, our guy Mike Renner at Pro Football Talk tweeted this out the other day. The amount of p- true pass sets taken by uh, these offensive linemen that are going to be likely first round picks. Andre Dillard had 966 in his career pass sets. Next closest was Jonah Williams at 459. So that just gives you some idea how much passing they do, and not very much running they do at that's Washington crazy. State.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. Um, okay, I kind of like that fit. Would you? Do you think that they're going to go? I mean, Andre Dillard's going to be there at 9, right?
1: Yeah. No, he should be. Uh, Would they he, take Jawan like,
0: Taylor over Andre Dillard?
1: They're different players. Like, I have Jawan Taylor going earlier to the um, Jaguars. They need a right tackle desperately. And, and I think he helps in that offense with Nick Foles and trying to get that running game started with crazy Leonard Fournette. And I, I think Andre Dillard offers something different. He's super athletic. Again, we don't know what kind of pat, uh, run blocker he is. But if the idea is to make Josh Allen uh, feel more comfortable in the pocket, and you're right. He can't be running around all day because that's just not going to work. And that's sort of the, if he's going to do that, just take out Oliver and don't worry about it. But okay. I think. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: Couldn't you see them trading back if they want to get Dillard? Because I feel like a team, if they're at nine, right? Um, are they at eight? Nine. The Bills at nine. Um, if someone wants to get ahead of the Broncos, if someone thinks Drew Locke is going 10 and they want Dillard, I feel like they could, you know, slide back behind 10 and still get Dillard, you know, in the early teens.
1: Yeah, but the the problem becomes, and that, I mean, that makes sense on paper, but everybody wants to trade back, and we always talk about, well, that team should trade back, and then you just have to find people willing to do it. I mean, Breach's phone, he's waiting for it to ring, no one's calling him because they don't want to trade back or trade up to number three if Kyler Murray's gone. So, I mean, yeah, I would definitely take that phone call from Brandon Bean. I just don't know if we are going to get it.
0: Um, all right, let's take a quick break, then we'll come back, and John Breach will tell us who the Browns are going to play in week one of the 2019 NFL season. Plus, we'll do the Dolphins and Patriots. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. Okay, John, this is like the only news on the entire thread. Uh, what did Odell Beckham say that leads you to believe the browns i I, I haven't clicked the story. I will because I like you. I'll click it in a minute, uh, but I haven't clicked it, and therefore I don't know the answer because it's not in your stinking headline who 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 are the browns gonna play? Well, here's the funny thing is that Odell
3: basically sent us on like a social media scavenger hunt. first, he's on Twitter. And he says, hey, I just saw the schedule. It's funny how God in the universe works. Week one surprise and then a bunch of emojis. So that was it. That's why – who knows? Nobody knows. So you look at that and you say, oh, well, why does Odell like how God in the universe works? Because that is an interesting statement. Then you look at the Browns' schedule and it's like, oh, they could potentially play at MetLife Stadium where the Giants play, Mm. except that they would be playing the Jets. So then Odell went to Jamal Adams' Instagram, one of his pictures, and said, see you in week one, bro. And so I think that made it pretty clear, combined with his tweet, that uh, they're playing the Jets in week one. I don't know how Odell got his hands on the schedule or has seen anything <laughs> because crazy. the NFL is pretty secretive about this stuff. Uh, but you look at the tweet, you look at his Instagram, And all of a sudden, uh, and it wouldn't be surprising either because this is the 50th anniversary of Monday night football. The first Monday night game ever was Browns versus Jets in 1970. So it would be fitting for the Browns and Jets to open up on Monday night this year. They had a great Uh, game. game, They had a great game last year when Baker Mayfield debuted and, and beat In prime time. Yep. So, so again, this would make a lot of sense. So I'm buying this and I think that. The one thing people might say is, oh, I was hoping the Browns play the Patriots in week one. But that's not what you want if you're Freddie Kitchens. If you're a Browns fan, you want to go in there when you just bumped up the heavyweight class for the first time and face the champ. You might just get knocked down, and that kills all your confidence for the rest of the season. So if I'm the Browns, I want the Jets in week one. This is a better matchup than gain the Patriots. And getting it in prime time is what America will want because everyone will watch this because Odell's playing.
0: Yeah. And I'm not so sure that the, that like CBS wants that game to be on Monday, on Sunday night either. Like that's a Browns Patriots is a big draw for us in terms of our scheduling. So that might be one where they're like, no, 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 no. We need to pump up these Patriots ratings by having them play the Browns a little bit. Well, and let me ask you guys
3: this. If you're CBS and you and, and the NFL said, here's your choice. You're either going to lose Patriots Steelers or Patriots Browns. Which one would you keep? I would
0: keep Patriots Browns.
1: Yeah, cause I mean, the Steelers, they're never winning that game. At least the Browns or something. <laughs> oh, <God. Seven
0: laughs> That's <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I'm looking, I'm not looking away from this. I'm looking, ooh, uh, uh, no, Sports Center, I was trying to check the, uh, the old TV guide to see if we had a, uh, a, a date up for this schedule release yet. Sports Center special is listed on Thursday, 418 from, um, 8 to 930, but it's a Melon Todd's mock draft. So I guess that's not the case. Um, and then there's nothing on the well, – But also ESPN
3: probably does that so that 90-minute that window is cleared because yeah. if the schedule is coming out, they just, boom, hey, Mel and Todd, we'll do your thing Monday and but we'll it, have the schedule come out. Nothing,
0: the 18th. On, nothing on the NFL Network, though. But, yeah, that does make sense. I mean, I think the 18th probably has to be the date, right? It's always a Thursday. Uh, it's the last Thursday before the draft. Uh, one thing I'll throw in there is that Bob
3: Condotta of the Seattle Times tweeted out last week – that he heard rumors that the NFL want to start releasing the schedule after the draft, so they could take into account where picks are mm. playing, uh, you know, and add some cachet to each matchup. But that's crazy because they do the schedule over three months. If you're waiting till after the picks are draft, you literally have like a week to get this thing out, unless you're waiting till the end of May. So, I, I mean, that it, the possible it makes sense, but you're condensing, yeah,
0: you're condensing your timeline in order to like put the schedule together. Unless you just want to like tweak it like you could create alternate versions where cuz like they had Mariota and Winston play in in week 1 um right. when, when they were rookies and that
3: that and I think April 18th what you just said is probably that yeah. that's what I would bet on if this was gambling. What do you think we're going to write schedule? about?
0: What do you think are uh anyway. Um okay, let's move on through the division. We'll get to uh oh, it's me. I'm the Miami Dolphins. I am uh, uh Chris Greer? Sure. Chris Godwin. Steve Greer? Who's the Giants? No, I'm just kidding. It's Chris Greer. He's, uh, he's actually doing a pretty good job. He and, um, uh, you know, Mike Tannenbaum's out. Chris Greer's in charge. The Dolphins are the most boring team in, in, in the draft. Is that fair to say, Ryan?
1: You just call the Bills the PF Chang to the NFL.
0: PF <laughs> boring the though.
3: They're interesting.
2: You don't know which way they're going to go.
1: So what are the, what are the Dolphins?
0: Applebee's. <laughs> That's pretty good. All
1: right, then. right. They're, they're the think, worst.
0: I don't think you're wrong. Um, Oh man, I don't I mean look, I think this is a pretty more flair. This is a tough spot because I don't think that the Dolphins want to take a quarterback. So I'm not gonna give them I'm not gonna say that's the perfect match. Um they have fat Ryan
1: Ankin, by the way.
0: Um They they have fat Ryan Tannehill, so they're good. Did you see that picture of him? What do you mean? Have you not seen this picture of him? Hey, I have not seen this
1: picture. He's now in Tennessee, too.
0: You could check out the uh Pick 6 Podcast Instagram page at Pick 6 Pod. They have a photo over there. He is fat. He looks like Kelvin Benjamin did when he reported to Panthers training camp that final year. He's fat. I'm sorry. I know. Mean, look. Great beard. Great guy. Rich as hell. I respect a fat guy, but he's fat. Um I'm going to say that the best match for the Dolphins is... Either two guys. I mean, I think Ed Oliver or Devin White would be fantastic matches. I think you want to get somebody who's a strong defensive player that we can see this team really start to incorporate as as they sort of grow. I mean, like. You know, Brian Flores is coming from Bill Belichick's mold, so I think he'd love to either get a, a centerpiece on the front, on the defensive line, or a centerpiece at linebacker. Somebody who can be the figure of this defense, because they had, they had a Dom for a long time, but he wasn't, didn't really fit the mold. They had Mika Fitzpatrick on the back end. They just don't have an identity on defense. And I think they need to establish that with this first round pick as they sort of build out this roster and look towards 2019 or the 2020 draft, excuse me, uh, to find a quarterback or maybe even 2021. So I will say that, uh, either Ed Oliver or Devin White or even Devin Bush fit the mold here. What do you think about that, Ryan?
1: Uh, yeah, Devin White probably won't be there. Devin Bush may not be there depending on what breaches Bengals do at number 11. Ed Oliver makes some sense in the middle. I just feel like there's a scenario where Dwayne Haskins could drop, there, even though yeah, yeah,
0: there's of course
1: he's my number one quarterback. Uh, but the you know the scuttlebutt, the smoke screening, the obfuscation, the subterfuge is that he's now slipping and could be the third or fourth quarterback off the board, which sounds insane to me. If that happens to happen and he's there at thirteen, I think the Dolphins think long and hard about taking him. But uh, short of that, yeah, I mean Ed Oliver's fine. They, they could use an edge rusher perhaps. Um, so you were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick being fat, just to be clear, right?
0: Yeah. who did you think it was? Something? Oh, I thought you said Ryan. Said, you you, you Tana said Hill. Tannehill. Oh, I did. Oh, uh, slander. I Tannehill's going to sue this podcast. I'm Googling slander.
1: fat Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I,
0: couldn't, I couldn't mind see him. My no. Being no can I say Tannehill? I'm sorry. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick is, you know why I did it? Because I, I totally blanked out on the, the the name of Brian Flores I was like freaking out because I couldn't I saw remember I you making weird faces I couldn't I was say Brian Flores but I, I thought you couldn't remember Brian Flores' name to save my life that's that says everything it does about it. like to me the Dolphins are the most nondescript team of twenty of twenty nineteen they are the Applebee's like the only reason you would go to a Dolphins game is that they said we have one dollar Long Island iced teas. And then you'd be oh, like, oh, would, go in a would you still even go? Because uh, you've go. got to pay for parking and, and then yeah, there's a, a
1: million degrees and you're breaking those things. Yeah. No.
0: Are you kidding gotta, you? you
3: wouldn't go to an NFL game if there was $1 Long Island ice tea. Island I Island would camp I NFL, out. On your couch. That's cost more than a dollar, Sean. Ingredients. There's multiple ingredients in a Long Island iced tea. There's like yeah, four liquors.
2: That's not price. cheap. Unhappiness and sitting on my own couch is where I'm happy. I mean, I, I think know, I think South seven
0: each with a Long Island is pretty happy. Seven dollars is the price for happiness when it's one dollar Long Island iced teas. So I think that's pretty clear. Um, who, who is there anybody else you would peg? I think what the Dolphins will probably want to do, and I think they're at a good spot to do it at thirteen, is to trade back. Like I, I, I don't. you can't trade back though. We keep saying this. No, but I mean, like if everyone's I, trading back around. No, but okay. I think no, but like it's one thing to trade back from three it's another thing to trade. Back. I think it's a lot easier to trade back from like 13 because you know what?
1: That's actually a good segue to Sean's
0: pick. The ultimate trade, trade back. back team. The new doing Ryan, Ryan is just trying to
2: accelerate this podcast. Well done, Ryan, taking it in your own hands, transitioning to the last <laughs> team. I am bill
0: Belichick. And if it's possible, I'm you trying You that with, off. you said that with a disturbing amount of confidence. I am bill Belichick. <laughs> what are the Patriots? What are the Patriots? I mean, it's
2: my lifelong fantasy, of course.
0: Um, are the Patriots? What are the Patriots? Ruth Chris? Like if the if the Dolphins have – No, they're nice. Well, that's kind
1: of generic. Is it generic and highbrow. Well, you can't, so you pick, can't
0: pick. pick like a like a random steakhouse in Oakland.
2: To, I mean, like yeah. No, they you could think be like, you think I even know random steakhouses in Oakland? You think I'm eating
0: there? I mean, I wouldn't He's be like I would. wouldn't be like the Patriots or Glenwood Grill. Like like you know what the hell that is? Um, or like Second Empire. Like I'm trying to think of
1: overrated both of them.
0: <laughs> Probably. Um, what, uh, what's the nicest chain? What's the nicest chain restaurant? That's what the Patriots would be.
1: Olive Garden. No
0: <laughs> way. No, what are you Jets, talking man. about?
2: No, Jets.
1: I think Ruth Chris makes sense. I can buy that.
0: The Jets are Guy Fieri's chain restaurant. <laughs> Sorry <Uh-oh>. to yell. <laughs> Um, did you just cuss again?
1: No, no, no. I did. I, uh, okay. laughed loudly into the microphone. I didn't want to hurt anyone's ears.
0: Um, uh, uh, all right, Sean. Tell, you're Bill Belichick. You're you are uh, sitting so here. In a, you're sitting in the war room trying to watch an Arsenal soccer game. Who are you taking?
2: Very much. Oh, I am watching an Arsenal soccer game right now. Um, so I think their needs are pretty obvious. I think obviously they lost Gronk. Um, so that creates an opening at tight end. And even if Gronk hadn't retired, they probably would have wanted a tight end for his long term replacement. Uh, I think receiver has been an issue for a little bit ever since they traded Brandon Cooks. And I know they retain Josh Gordon, but obviously you can't count on him to be on the field. Um and then I think on the defensive line they have a clear need after losing Trey Flowers in free agency to the Lions. So, you know, part of the problem at 32 is you just have no idea who's gonna be there. If one of the two Iowa tight ends, I think, were to fall into the teens and you're talking about a team like the Dolphins wanting to move back, if the Patriots could somehow move up that far and now it's a long way to move up, but they do have a lot of picks in the top one hundred. Um, so if a rebuilding team like the Dolphins is willing to move back, I think they should go up and grab one of those tight ends. And I know they signed Austin Safarian Jenkins. Again, I don't think he's a reliable enough replacement for Gronk. You still need a long-term, uh, Gronk replacement, um, who has the potential to reach the heights that Gronk did. So any of the two Iowa tight ends and Hawkinson or Fant, I think would be their, their ideal scenario. But if they're staying put at 32, they're probably not going to get one of those two tight ends.
0: They're
2: not. I like the idea of them taking a receiver. Potentially, um, AJ Brown, if he were to fall, um,
1: he's visiting today.
2: Marquise Brown, if he were to fall, I think one of those two guys, they're kind of lacking the deep threat, right? Like they have the Edelman, they have the underneath guy. Um, They don't really have that deep threat. They haven't had the deep threat since Brandon Cook's left.
1: We don't know what's going on with Josh Gordon.
2: Exactly. Josh Gordon would be the deep guy. But I don't think at this point it's more likely he's not going to play for them than he is going to play for them. And I also could see them taking a defensive lineman, someone like Dexter Lawrence or something, or someone if they were to fall and if they see that as good value as like Trey Flowers replacement. So I think they have a couple of holes that need filling and it should come down to probably best player available at those holes. Um, whoever's still sitting there at 32.
1: Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, they had, they signed Austin Savarian Jenkins in six NFL seasons. How many times do you think he's had more than 21 receptions in a year? Twice. Once. Once. Oh, my God. How many times in nine seasons has Gronk had fewer than 25 receptions?
0: <laughs> Once.
1: Once. So, Severan Jenkins is actually a really good blocker, according to PFF. I looked up his, his blocking numbers, but he ain't, he's there, I think, more to replace Dwayne Allen. They're blocking tight end who went – I don't even remember where he went. He signed somewhere else. Maybe Miami. Miami. <laughs> yeah. What, uh,
0: one guy that I could see them actually having interest in, and I'll come back to the tight end thing in a second, but I think it's worth noting that Jeffrey Simmons, uh, if he is, if he were still there at 32 – uh, they did this – did they do this with Dominic Easley a few years back? Did they take Dom Easley? Am I crazy?
1: I think so. Either them or the Eagle. I can't remember who. No, the Patriots. Yeah, it was the Patriots. I think. He, was coming yeah. off, he,
0: was, he was coming off a really good year in college, but had torn his ACL at Florida, and he was considered a top-five prospect if, if he hadn't been injured. And the Patriots used a – um Yeah, they used the 29th overall pick on him because you get that fifth-year option. So maybe they're scared off of the Jeffrey Simmons thing as a result, but if he's there, that wouldn't surprise me. On the tight end thing, I thought this quote from Bill Belichick was really interesting, and I I won't read the whole thing, but he opened up, somebody was asked, how much does the trade chart that was popularized by Jimmy Johnson still play a part in the trades? I would say that in general, the trades over the last several years for the most part have been, let's call them within 5 to 10%, pretty equitable trades. So for you to have a chart that's different than the other 31 charts isn't really that productive because now we're just talking about which chart. My chart says this, your chart says that. I'd say officially or unofficially – well, it's unofficially – but I would say everybody probably uses about the same value chart. I'd say in our draft trade negotiations through the years, especially the last two or three years, there hasn't been a lot of my chart says this, your chart says that. And he basically, I mean, what I what I think is interesting there is that we now have a situation with the Titans – and the Dolphins and the Lions and then a couple other teams where there are a lot of Patriots guys there. And so I think if Bill Belichick wanted to trade with the Dolphins, for instance, while that might not be considered kosher per se, maybe with Brian Flores and Chris Greer there, a willingness to not approach this year as a very competitive season, they, the Patriots and Dolphins might be willing to make some kind of trade. 32 for 13 could work if you gave them a second-round pick, uh, a high second-round pick. Maybe the Dolphins would be willing to do that. And then in that case, the Patriots could get up there and get that tight end.
1: Yeah, they did it with the Chiefs when um who's the GM there that's now in Atlanta? The assistant GM.
0: Uh Scott Pioli.
1: Yeah, Scott Pioli left New England, went to Matt, Kansas the City. Matt
0: Castle and Mike Vrabel deal. Matt
1: Castle, Mac, Mike Vrabel and a second round pick. You're like, wait a second, what? Yeah. But yeah, so um, you know, people know each other and, and it seems like the Patriots more than other teams do deals. Uh probably because that coaching tree is so much bigger than the other ones.
0: Uh all right, anything else to add on the AFC East, guys? Restaurant related or otherwise? Alright, Ryan. Better know a prospect! Oh, was, uh, I'll give you two quickly. Um, uh, that was, I, I was, miss- I was just gonna, that was our impromptu theme music for our, oh, sorry. Go ahead. a portion of was- the program in which Ryan identifies one or two prospects that you should know ahead of the draft, which happens in like 17 days. By the way, April 18th on CBS Sports HQ, which you can watch for free, we're gonna do a live mock draft. I'll be involved, Ryan will be involved, Brady Quinn will be involved if he ever makes a damn pick. He's the number one. It's on, team.
1: it's on the 17th, so people will turn in.
0: It's today. on the 17th of April, just like I was saying.
1: 4 to 6 p.m.
0: 18th is the schedule coming out, that's right. That's Good. right, Yeah. Fun times. Uh 4 to 6 p.m. on the April 17th. Very excited. Uh tell us about one or two prospects that you think we should know about, Ryan, that might
1: Yeah, these him. are guys you could actually hear on the old draft show next week. Um Justin Lane, I think I mentioned him before, but the Michigan State uh cornerback who was a converted wide receiver. He's like 6'2" 195, ran a really good time at the Combine, but he's actually, he had a really good season and played at Michigan State, so he wasn't necessarily on the map early on, but um, really good player, possible first-round pick. Uh, I actually like him better than Greedy Williams. And then, finally, um, we're talking about the Patriots a minute ago, and my last mock draft on Monday had him taking uh, defensive end, Chase Winovich, who was the other guy, quote-unquote, at Michigan, opposite Rashawn Gary. He is uh, not not the athlete Gary is, but then again, no one is, but off the edge, he's Non stop motor, plays crazy, um, really good, really strong, really quick, and he could sneak into the first round. So that Michigan team could actually have three first round picks on the defense Winovich, Gary, and, and Devon, uh, Devin Bush, who you mentioned earlier. So those are two guys to watch out for possible first round picks.
0: All right. I love it. Um, did I mention? Oh, yeah. Game of Thrones. We got to get some Game of Thrones predictions. Oh, Sean! So it's your idea, Sean. Don't moan about it. I know. I can't idea? believe I brought that up. Too. Yeah. Well, look. I just need to cross over the forty-minute barrier, so I feel like we got a media enough podcast. Uh, Game of Thrones starts on Sunday. It's, of course, the Friday podcast. Uh, we're in our Game of Thrones pool. What? Uh, give me one prediction for the season, Sean. One wild prediction, and uh, and who you think will sit atop the Iron Throne when it's all said and done?
2: Mm, I kind of. I don't think it's going to be a like traditional what we expect like one person sits on the iron throne. I think if Daenerys really talks about wanting to break the wheel, I don't think there's going to be just one ruler over all the kingdoms. So I think we could see something like Daenerys on the throne in King's Landing um with Jon actually having control over the north and actually being being the king in the north. Um so I I would I think that's like the predictable ending. And I think that's like the ending that it's like been kind of telegraphed because it's a song of ice and fire. Um, that being said, I feel like I would be disappointed if that's what happens, because I think something more shocking should happen. If this show has been built on killing off people that you don't expect to be killed off in all these twists, I don't want it to just be John and Daenerys rule. I think there needs to be conflict between them. And I think we will see conflict between them once, um once, Danny and John figure out that they are both Targaryen. I think you're going to have a lot of conflict between them.
0: So, Dane. Danny. So we. I mean, we only have 16 episodes left, right? Two.
2: Wait, sixteen. Eight, 16? eight, eight is, episodes. This is last season.
0: Yeah, how many, how many episodes is it? Eight.
2: I think there were, what, six.
0: I thought they were splitting it in half. Am I crazy?
2: No, you're you're crazy.
0: You're definitely crazy.
1: And I heard that wrong. too originally. Maybe they changed. I did hear they were going to do a season and a half, not sixteen episodes though. So, but no, I think there's. You can
0: know, well, Look, you can tell who's got kids. Like, you can tell who's got time. I think it's there's six. Prance episodes. around the internet, going down Game of Thrones rabbit holes, and and meanwhile, Ryan and I are just like we just got a calendar date, just trying to. And what, the four, the final four of them, are like an hour and a half each. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: So they're so the first one will be like only fifty minutes the normal, but then there's a couple of them that are like
0: an hour and twenty. So we only have six episodes left. Yeah. See, okay, I, so,
1: okay. Let's see who's next. Well, I was yeah. no, oh. no,
0: I was just I mean just one thing about it. I mean like the, the annoying thing about six episodes left even if they're long episodes is that it's going to be hard to be, it's hard to build conflict in that. Like the, that was the best thing about those Arsenal scored. Congratulations, Sean. Um the the hard thing about those early episodes is that the best thing about it is like they would take this thing and stretch it out over a season and you could build and develop these conflicts and season 7 felt rushed and I think it's going to feel rushed now, Ryan.
1: I heard there's going to be an asteroid that's going to take out a lot of people, so that'll that'll solve some of the conflict. Like that, uh, the green bomb thing that wiped out uh, those folks. I can't remember anyone's name. The, Here's, the, who the, are some going for dinosaurs? that I want to be on Iron Throne? Two guys, either Pod, Podrick Payne, Pod. out of nowhere. He's on our on our little uh, Death Wish list here that we're filling out to see who ends up on Iron Throne. Or and his name came up last week, Samuel Tarley. Yeah, they both deserve it for different reasons.
2: My Samuel Samwell Tarly prediction is I think he's the safest bet to live out of all the characters. Like I think – I don't think he will die.
1: He can. He's going to be on the throne. I just told you that, Sean. But that almost makes me think that he will die. Okay. I'll keep well, my prediction. You
2: can, you can ignore my advice.
3: Short and sweet. I think one of the main themes of the book and one of the sayings is that all men must die. So instead of that just being a saying, I'm going to take it literally – and say that all men do die, and that a woman ends up on the throne, but is not Cersei or Daenerys. It is Sansa Stark.
2: I will say that I think, out of all the people remaining, if I was living in Westeros, I think Sansa would be the best ruler by far. I don't think it's even close. I think she's the most qualified by far.
1: Sean, thanks basically for
3: one. make. He's yeah. Will, I know what you're going to say. I say it.
1: Sean's basically. I don't know what he was going to say. He's thanking everybody so he can say at the end. See, I told you. I knew it.
2: No, I tweeted this about Sansa like last week about how I think she's by far the best ruler left okay. out of all the options. We believe you. She, she, she learned from Cersei. She so was you're stealing the my pick? Are you stealing my pick? Is that what's That's happening not a right pr- now? No, it's not a prediction. I'm not predicting. This is my prediction. Are you stealing it? Prediction. Yes or no? no? No, but I'm validating it. I would be happy if you were. Sean,
1: you're the Applebee's of Game of Thrones knowledge.
2: (laughs) Okay, let's, let's get out of here. What are we, what are we still doing? No one, no (laughs) one is, everyone has turned this off the minute Brinson was like, let's make Game of Thrones predictions.
0: I don't think so. I think there are people who want to know. Bronn Stark, by the way, plus 220. I don't know. I've read a
2: couple of reviews that people don't like
3: him, but. Here's my favorite review because I was going through them today because Brenton tweeted one out and this is an off-season review. It says the Super Friends episodes are always hilarious, but you guys don't make fun of
0: Steamboat enough in the off-season. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> That's hilarious. We don't make fun of the Steamboat enough in the off-season.
1: I think this this will remedy that. Yeah. All right, who you got, Brenton? Next. All yeah, right,
0: uh, let's, uh, let's get I'm. This. A, all right, God jerks. I'm just trying to spend my afternoon with you guys. Um, Leonard Fournette, by the way, uh, as we were recording this, arrested. Um, no way. Yeah, something what? Uh, the Jaguars. A uh, statement from the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguars is from Michael DeRocco of ESPN. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are aware of the situation involving Linda Furnette and are continuing to gather more information. No further comment will be provided this time. Uh, he was apparently arrested for speeding and knowingly driving with a suspended license, according to Jacksonville Jail Records and Philip Heilman of uh, Jax.com. Furnette paid $1,500 bail released at 2.40 p.m. today. So, like, what do we mean? Frenette was arrested and released in the middle of this podcast, so that's exciting. Uh, but as per... It, just give me that's it, exciting? It's crazy that it happened in real time. It's not exciting. <laughs> I'm glad everybody, nobody's hurt. No reason to be sarcastic about a serious situation, Sean. Um, Gingery is plus 700, according to oddshark.com. Surprised by that. Braun is plus 220 to rule it. So I'll say that Braun rules everything, but he does it as the Night King.
1: Where'd Bro- he steal that? Dude? Wait,
2: wait. You oh. think Braun is the Night King?
0: Braun is the Night King. War. Bron,
2: not Bran. Right Bran. It. Bran. It. Bran. You're saying Bran? Okay. I thought you were saying Braun.
0: No, Bran.
1: Whatever. He okay. said, see. He said, Braun. He did say
0: okay. Bron. not. B R O N. Brand
2: theory is well known, and he misread
1: well the Reddit that he was trying to steal it off.
0: of. <laughs> no, no, Brand. I was just, I look. I, I mispronounced Mara, Mara, whatever. Uh, I love,
1: Actually, I would love Braun to be on that. I, I would. That's. He's number three on my list now. I'm stealing. I'm pulling the Sean.
0: <laughs> You're stealing my idea. Bran for Bran? the
1: actual Braun.
0: Braun would be the best. Jamie's
1: buddy. Braun. Jamie's
0: right-hand man. Bran. Brand is sorry. Brandon Stark. Brand. I'm saying Bran will be the Night King. That is a popular theory. But that that will all men must die. And therefore, he, the guy who's favored to rule all of Westeros, will rule it as a dead man over a bunch of dead people.
2: Well, he might know something about how, like, maybe everyone needs to die for, like, you know, because he's able to see through time and all that. He might be like, this is, I'm going to kill
1: everyone just because. What do you think is going to happen with the uh, Dolphins?
0: (laughs) He thinks they're going to trade back and draft a quarterback. (laughs) Um all right, that'll do it for this show. Good stuff. Hope uh Arsenal wins for you, Sean. Hope uh Tiger goes low for you. I know you're dying to watch some golf. Ryan Wilson. Mm-hmm.
3: Happy birthday to my
0: dad. Happy, Happy birthday oh, to one, our one favorite, more shout out. Our favorite, favorite breach. Our favorite breach.
2: He's sixty
3: three, <laughs> and my favorite nugget that I always say is that he was the last Bengals player to score in a Bengals playoff win. So sorry he's Bengals fan. That's how long it's been since you've won a playoff game. Sixty three to sixty three.
0: It's incredible. Sixty three years since the Bengals last playoff win. See you guys in uh, two more two more sleeps until uh, till Game of Thrones. Three more sleeps until our next podcast. See you later.